Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Christmas. Merry Christmas. I would sing to you, but then that may change the tone of Christmas entirely. So Merry Christmas. I hope wherever you are today, no matter what time it is, you are enjoying this day. I hope that in this day you are finding something in it that gets your heart excited about your life. Because I have to say, there's a lot to be said for Christmas. I hung around people for a while that nothing was important. So I don't celebrate birthdays. I don't celebrate holidays. I don't celebrate... And I was like, hey, why do people say that? What's going on? And they were scared to be happy, scared to make a big deal out of things. They didn't want to be told when to be excited. Think about that, like when to be excited. They wanted to be excited on their own time, but then that time never comes. Well, I don't want to buy you a gift because I have to because it's your birthday or because it's Christmas. I want to buy you something when I find something that you would like. I used to buy that and listen to it, even though I actually like holidays and birthdays. But as time went on, I'm like, Christ, but what's up with the holidays? And it's all about energy. It's about energy growing and momentum, and celebration, and everybody getting it, getting that. But there's way more to today because we are in a heightened state of awareness of each other, of the people we love, of ourselves, of our lives since last year. We're starting to think of a new beginning, a new year. And you know how every year Christ kind of has his little themes. And this year it is believing in our dreams and in miracles. We're working our way up this chain of thinking. So today I'm going to share with you the three most important things that net-net I have lived by because of seeing Christ. They were already in my mind as a human being because I realized we all want to do these things. It's not a surprise. It's not like Christ is going to tell you anything you don't know. But he is going to pull out what you do know. And he's going to slap action on top of it so that you understand you, which is the whole point of being here. But the theme of the year coming, it's, you know, we went through change, action, we had activation. I'm sorry, I ate up this whole nut bar before the show and it's deciding to dance in my throat. So sorry about that. One second. So this year coming is the year of accomplishment. We are in that, we are in the place where we can start putting the moving parts together 
and make them work. Start turning the wheel. We, we like built the wheel so that it can turn and we can grow. And accomplishment. And I thought, oh, accomplishment. Well, we can measure that, right? By the end of next year, we could say, wow, I did this and I did that and I finished this. Whatever it is we've got going on, we're going to accomplish those things. We're going to complete them and we're going to look to even different things that maybe prior to accomplishing the things we're going to, we just thought we would get to at some point in our life, but maybe not yet. Well, this is the yet. This is it. But it requires something of us. It requires our thinking to understand who we are instead of our thinking telling us who we are not. Because normally our thinking would be like, oh, no, not you. Well, you know, other people do that. And then we grew to, well, why not me? Why don't I try? And now we're saying, it's time. It's time to try. I know yesterday we talked about procrastination and I brought up the plug issue and some people got it and some people didn't. Most of the people who didn't weren't from here. And I thought, you know, maybe the term plug is maybe regional. I don't know. But if you did replace the word procrastination with plug, a plug you can unplug. Procrastination feels like a destination, doesn't it? And one of my biggest lessons this year was, is this a lesson or a destination? Because that will determine how much time you give to whatever it is you do. But what else did Christ have to say about accomplishment? That we will be starting things with the backing of belief in ourselves, placing an action to that belief, having patience with the process, and we will also trust that we will. It's not going to come to us that there's any reason good enough to stop us. And the things I learned about Christ is this patience with me. At first, when I would hear something, I wanted to do it right away. When he told me he was going to come through me, I wanted it to happen right away. It's like I just wanted, like, he tells me and it happens. He tells me and it happens. That's what I wanted. That's not what happened. It took until... This year, how many times did I say this year in a radio show, oh, my God, Christ was right. It's in Origins of Truth. The things, they're not predictors of the future, by the way. That's the fine line. But the things that were written in Origins of Truth, I am witnessing, we are also witnessing today. When Christ said 17 and a half years ago, more than that now, we're, we're about three months, four months away from 18. 
when he said things will go from gray to black and white, who could have thought, look at just politics, forget even the pharmaceutical industry, forget even the food industry, the health industry, you either eat right or you don't. You either eat processed or you don't. You either believe what you see or you don't. And you even fight for what you can't see. You fight for what's not true. We're witnessing all of that. In the health industry, I have been in more meetings for the health industry in this last year, finding out about all the different research that's being done, like gene therapy, like making our bodies bioavailable to medications, localizing cancer and just treating the cancer and not the entire body with chemotherapy, drugs that alleviate all the symptoms of chemotherapy. where one day cancer isn't going to be a death sentence, and that day is actually around the corner, and it's already around the corner in certain cancers that we have. So I'm seeing this live time. My life has taken me all the way to understanding, even the medical system, even all of the infighting that happens between medical companies for knowledge, and research, and scientists. We live in an absolutely fascinating, incredible world. And we are dumbed down to fighting and murders on our news. And we think the whole world has just died. But in truth, the world is alive and well. There are so many great people in it. And you are one of them. People say, well, what did I contribute? You're here and you are one of them. The percentage of people who hurt each other is actually very low in terms of physical hurting. Then we have the other layer of cheating people, and then it goes up from there in that arena of life. But in real life, that's actually less frequent than not. So there's a lot of good, and it's here. And one thing Christ said to me in the beginning, if you keep paying attention to what's not working, when will you do what is working? Probably never. Because we only have so much energy in a day, and we only have 24 hours in a day. So this year of accomplishment, this knowing that I know there's a a Christ because I saw him, and yesterday I found myself at a lunch with a religious Beautiful couple, beautiful couple. I mean, I just love this woman that I met um, who are Jewish. They're religious. They live by certain rules. 
there's no hugging of the opposite sex or shaking hands even of between like me and the husband or, you know, it, it just doesn't work like that. You just can only hug the wife and I give her two hugs, one for her and one for her husband because religiously they don't or, or can't. But not once did we speak about anything that both of us didn't know. We just knew it from two different angles. She was so beautiful that while she was talking, I would think to myself, my God, I can't hear these things enough. And we did end up getting to what do I do? And when I told her, she wasn't surprised at all. She didn't even not believe me. She even wanted to know more. So that year of accomplishment, it's already here. We're going to see a lot of accomplishments this year. Of bridges, of transition, away from the dogmas that we were, or the cages even, I want to call them, that we were living in. We're opening the door to the cage and we are walking out. And like I said, even somebody in Ethiopia who I don't know knows what I know. Somebody may not have pulled it out of them, reminded them, or they may have, but they know what all of us know. Truth, love, and purity is our common language. Truth, love, and purity is who each and every single person, whether they want to be or not, are. And to the extent of the injury will be the extent of how they injure. So we injure each other. So how did Christ start with rebuilding us? How does he start with rebuilding us from the inside out? Because he can't build us from the outside in. He can't give us what we want because what we think we want isn't what we really want. And when we get it, we're not even happy about it because we never really wanted those things. We just thought we did. That's why when people get what they want too soon, they don't appreciate it. If somebody gives you a car, it's different than you buying the car. If somebody gives you something that they think, wow, this person's going to love it, and you look at it and you go, what am I going to do with that? It's because you don't know what to do with it. The other person did, so it was theirs, not yours. It happens a lot. It even happens with my daughter and I when you know, she first moved out of the house and I thought, well, you know, I would feel bad if I got myself something I thought I liked a lot and didn't get it for her too because I'm a big sharer. And then one day, years later, I'm at her apartment and she's cleaning out her closet and she had a pile of stuff that I bought her. And she said, mom, I really love that you bought it for me, but is it okay? I mean, it's just taking up space and I don't need those things. Talk about a blaring lesson. 
And it's not that I didn't see her, it's that I never transitioned mentally from being the one who took care of her to being the one to see her for who she is and know that these things she may not even need or want or care about. I was like, wow, but that's my daughter. She shouldn't be like me. Well, no, not really. So what were the greatest teachings? The things that I found over this time, there are three of them. The first one is my question. What would love do? I ask myself that all the time. Because sometimes love would do what I may not have been willing to risk or say or be. But this past year, I had a huge lesson in what would love do. And understanding that what would love do will answer the real question, what do I really want from this, from this person, from this thing, from this job? What do I really want? What would love do? And is that something I can do? Am I willing to do what love would do? And with this situation that I had, I teeter-tottered back and forth because I had a desire thrown in there that I didn't expect, and it started clouding my vision of what would love do. But then I had my second thing that Christ taught me to back me up, and that was to think things through. That one sounds so easy. That one is where I really saved myself. Thinking anything through, anything we've done ever in our lifetime, the things we go back and say, I should have waited. I should have learned about this first. Now I take what love would do and I put it through and I call it the think through machine. And that one needs time. So I have learned patience. And that whole list of accomplishments, starting belief in ourselves, action to the belief, patience, and trust that we will, that patience part, don't be surprised if it just takes more time from you because that time, that marination period lets you know if you even still want it a week from now or two weeks from now or even ego coming in and making it look like bells and whistles and doesn't give you a plan on the way out. Another great lesson this year. Ego has a way in, but it doesn't have a way out. No way out. It leaves you high and dry once you 
done whatever it said you should do. You give them a piece of your mind. And then once you do, it doesn't tell you anything about how to repair in love. Because ego is the opposite of what would love do. It does try to mess with you when you ask yourself that question because it tries to tell you that certain behaviors are love that we know better, but we may want to believe it because we think we want what we want and we want to explore, but we know that it will cause havoc not only in our lives, but others' lives. And we're not willing to see that yet. So after what love would do, thinking things through, you will just get these momentary glimpses of it working out or it causing havoc. Because this is the time of black and white. There isn't a middle ground. But thinking things through, you'll be somewhere, sitting in your car, at your desk, ready to fall asleep. And you'll be like, wow, if I do it this way, nobody will get hurt. I can't deny the truth. I can't deny how I feel. But will this take me away from my family to a point where I don't really get to interact with them every day? And is that important enough for me to take that and risk losing that time with my family that I could never get back? That's a question. Another question would be, you know, do I step out of my marriage? Because I really think this person is great. Will that help you? Not by any stretch of the imagination. We all already know that. So what would love do? Love would say, I've already made a choice. There will be many times where things try to poke that choice. But I have to remain true to the choice I made. Or I have to remain true to who I am and not include that person if I keep wanting to run away. Be fair. So what would love do? Love will set the other person free if I am not sure about them, even though I am with them. And that usually happens in the dating phase. But you have to keep going. Do I want to not see my family? Will this hurt my family? How will this affect the entire chain of events in every one of our lives? Do I take the money and cook the books? How will that affect anyone? Will anyone ever know? Well, the third thing that Christ has taught me, what would love do? And we think it through and maybe ego's involved and it starts to convince us that there's a way to get in. But again, if you don't have an exit plan that's clean and clear, you will not be making the best decision for you or your family. But this is the filter question to end all. Having nothing to hide. If there's any part of what we are doing, any part of it that we cannot tell anybody, remind yourself, that it even sounds awful to you. 
And not only does it even sound awful to you, you would be mortified if anyone ever knew you did that. So what's the answer? That is your answer. You don't do it. You'll be shocked how clean your life will get. It's like I used to say this, but people don't know what the SOS pads are anymore because we have scrubbers and all these other things. But back in the day, we used to have SOS pads. They still sell them, but now they're like in the dollar store in America. I don't even see them in stores. But they're SOS pads, and they were what we used to clean the pans with. And they were soaked, soap mixed with like shredded, um, very fine hair-like metal. And you can scrub anything off a pad with it. And you'd call it an SOS pad. Well, it's like taking an SOS pad to your thinking process. Keep scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing till it gets to the surface. So what would love do? Did I think it through? And will it cause me to have something to hide? Are huge. Those are the three things that I live by every single day. Now, there's things I may not want to tell others, but it's not because I'm hiding them. It's just because they're mine. And eventually, I found out since I saw Christ that the story I don't want to tell today because it's either just happening or it's done happening, it's just so fresh that it takes me a while to want to share it only because it takes me a while to want to share it, not because I have to hide it. It just takes me a while to get there. But knowing myself, believing in myself, putting action to my beliefs, having the patience, to not rush and push things through started giving me the trust that I will do that one day. I will share this story or that story. Because at the end of the day, if you can't sleep at night and the things that are running through your head are different ways to finagle life or create shenanigans, because that all starts with the person. There's people I know where I stayed away from them because even thinking of the word shenanigan and them in the same sentence wasn't a good sign. But I have cleaned up my life from these things. And I really did. Think about how much time being with people that I thought were different than what I wanted them to be somehow, how much time and energy that took. And now I have this funny buzzer button. I think of it like the game shows. And when I see certain early on, behaviors that resemble what I spent so much time doing before, 
my buzzer goes off, my little buzzer button. And I say, ooh, thank you for alerting me. Because as we get older, what becomes really precious is our time. Where we put our time tells us who we are. Where you put your time tells you who you are. If you ever want to know who you are, ask yourself where you go. There is no answer bigger than that. That was one of the questions that was most frequently asked when I first saw Christ. Who am I? I don't get that question as much anymore because we have learned a lot since then. But where you put your time is who you are. So those are my gems of the year. This coming year is the year of accomplishment. It's already here. It's already in the energy. I only have a few seconds left. The show feels like I wanted to go on. I love talking about how this has helped and cleared up my path. And I hope it has for you too. And I hope you have a Merry Christmas today. I love you guys so very much. Enjoy this beautiful day, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.